Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. This morning, the, the, the title of my message is The Empty Tomb is Good News. What is the significance of this day? Why do we celebrate this day? What's the big deal? I was talking with someone this week, and they're a teacher at a school, and they were telling me how they, there was an Easter egg hunt they had at one of the schools, and the school couldn't call it an Easter egg hunt. It was just an egg hunt. And I thought, how lame is that? It's just an egg hunt. But for some reason, why is this Easter thing, why is this, why is this important? Why do we celebrate? Why is this something that would cause someone offense? That you wouldn't be able to call it an Easter egg hunt. You'd only be able to call it an egg hunt. Why is that? Well, I want to look at today what is the significance and the importance of the resurrection. Why is it that we come together on this day and we celebrate and we sing songs about it? Why do we sing songs about the resurrection the whole year? Easter is something we celebrate today, but it's something that we enjoy and celebrate the whole year round. This is the good news of the gospel. And so we come together, we give Easter baskets to the kids, we get together as families, have nice dinners. But why is this significant? Let's look over at 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to read the first five verses of chapter 15. That's what the Apostle Paul writes to the church. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, And by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received. So this is his first, the Apostle Paul has planted this church, he is ministering into this church. Say, look, I'm going to remind you of the thing that I communicated to you of first importance. This isn't something that's kind of down the list of things that are important. There's a bunch of other important stuff, and this happens to be one of them. This is the primary thing of importance for the church to know. I pass this on to you of first importance. What is it that he passed on? That Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. So here he says this. He says, look, the empty tomb is good news because the resurrection proves that what Jesus said is true. That's why this is important. In John 11, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. If you remember back to Luke chapter 9, Jesus telling his disciples what was going to happen to him the end of his life, and he says, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the chief priests and the elders and and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. This is so vital to the message of the gospel, this resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because if Jesus Christ did not not rise from the dead, then the message that he gave to his disciples and to the people around him was a lie. It wasn't true. It was a a great hoax. It meant nothing. 1 Corinthians 15, 17 reads this, and if Christ has not been raised, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile 
and you are still in your sins. If Christ has not been raised, then everything that you believe means absolutely nothing. The message that Jesus Christ brought means nothing. It was all a trick. It was a scam. But the good news is only good news if there is an empty tomb. If there is an empty tomb, that means that what he said is validated. It's true. And what Paul says, if Christ has not been raised, then it means nothing. Then he's only an example, not a savior. He's only a deceiver, not a substitute for our sins. In Time Magazine, back in 1966, April 8th, the issue before Easter, there was an article, and it was on the cover of Time Magazine. It read this, Is God Dead? It's what it simply said on the, on the cover of, the, of Time Magazine. And John Elson wrote the article, and he, he wrote this. This is back in '66. Even within Christianity, now confidently renewing itself in spirit as well as form, a small band of radical theologians has seriously argued that the churches must accept this fact. The churches have to accept this fact that God's dead and they need to get along without him. So there's, there was this kind of this theological movement, this small movement that said, look, God had clothed himself with humanity. He decided to give up all of his deity, to give up all of his power, all of his transcendence, come to earth as a man, to be an example for people, to show people the way and the truth, and then we killed him. And now he's dead. And we just need to learn to get along without him. But that's not the message of the gospel. That's not the message of the gospel. That's not the message of hope that we proclaim. That's not the message of Jesus Christ. It's not the message that Jesus Christ proclaimed. He said, I'm going to be killed and on the third day be raised. The challenges to the, res- the resurrection are nothing new. There's nothing new to these challenges of the resurrection. The Apostle Paul is facing this in Corinth. Verses 12 through 14. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. These challenges to the resurrection are nothing new. And I think for today as we sit here, the challenges back in 66 was this understanding that most people had of there is a God, but maybe some people say, well, he's dead. I think, I think for a lot of people today, it's, well, who cares? It's, well, who cares? It means nothing. But I want us to see that the resurrection is fundamental to the message of the gospel. This is fundamental to our faith. This is why this is such a big deal. This is why we celebrate and proclaim and remember today and every other day. This is why we sing songs about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because this is vital to our faith. If Christ has not been raised from the dead, then our faith means nothing. The Apostle Paul says it means absolutely nothing. The resurrection didn't take place. So the resurrection is good news. 
The resurrection is good news to us because it is the message of the gospel that Jesus Christ is the risen Lord. Now, I want to look at point two here in the message. The empty tomb is also, is also good news because it gives us hope of glory. It's fundamental to the gospel, but this message of the resurrection also gives us the hope of glory. In 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 to 22, But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. And this message was particularly important for me this week as I was working on this message and thinking through this message and the implication for us. Michelle's grandmother passed away on Wednesday night. And we were close with her grandma. Kids were close with the grandma. And she had gone from bad to worse. And on Wednesday night, she passed away. And it really gets you, as you witness someone really passing away before your very eyes, it gives you pause to think about the brevity of life and what that means and, and, and what's the point. And from a purely, in a purely human perspective, from a purely natural perspective, we watched, we, were, we had lunch with her a week and a half before she died. We, we sat and we talked and we ate together. And she was weak at that moment. But shortly after that, she just really took a sharp decline and, and just couldn't even get out of bed. And it was, just, it was just really sad. And we watched that and we just thought, man, death, from a human perspective, death really does have the final say. I mean, all of us can kind of prolong our lives. We can eat healthy and we can exercise. We can do all these things to prolong our lives as long as possible. But in the end, we all fight this fight to live. And in the end, we all lose. Every single one of us. Sooner or later, whether it is in a car accident or some tragic thing, all of us end up on that hospital bed, breathing our last. And from a purely human perspective, what happens? What happens? It's tragic. But this is what the Apostle Paul says. That Christ has been raised. That Jesus Christ has been raised. He's been brought back to life. And we are raised with Him in glory. So we can see this. I can, I can watch Michelle's grandmother slowly pass away before me. And know that five years ago, she gave her life to the Lord. And we got to have a, a service together at her church, a little family service where she gave her a profession of faith. I got to stand up there with her and at, share the gospel with her. Do you believe Jesus Christ has died for your sins? That he's alive today? Do you know him? Have you believed this truth? Have you received this into your heart? Have you given your life to him? Yes, she said. And then she got baptized. She was dunked. She's the oldest person I know to ever get dunked. But she was baptized. And it was awesome. 
And so, from a purely human perspective, watching her life pass before eyes is tragic. But from an eternal perspective, it's glorious because she's not in pain anymore. She's with the Savior. She's with the one who has redeemed her and ransomed her. She's with the one whose love never stops, never ceases. John 14, Jesus says this, that he goes to prepare a place for us so that where he is, we may also be as well. I think that's our hope. The resurrection is good news because Jesus is preparing a place for us that we can go to be with him. That the hospital bed doesn't have the final say. That the sickness doesn't have the final say. That death does not have the final say. That Jesus Christ has the final say. That as weak as we may be, as sick as we may be, in the end, Jesus Christ wins. He is the victor. He is the one who has conquered death and sin and the grave. And in Him, we could be made alive again. That when we die we can go to be with Him in paradise. This is the hope of the resurrection. We don't worship a dead God. We worship the living God who's preparing a place for us. And thirdly, the empty tomb also means that we have hope. The empty tomb also means that we have hope. The empty tomb is good news because It validates and it proves the message of the gospel. The empty tomb is good news because we have the hope of glory. And the empty tomb is good news because we have life with Jesus today. We can know Jesus today. Turn over to Colossians chapter 3. Turn over a few books to the right. Colossians chapter 3. The Apostle Paul, again, is writing to the church. We're going to look at verses 1 through 4. And this is what the Apostle Paul writes. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. He's not in the tomb. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Now listen to this. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. There's something about us being hidden with Christ, with us being united with Jesus Christ, that when we come to Him in faith, Almighty God unites us with Jesus Christ That not only when we die, we go to be with Him, but that we can have relationship with Him now. In John 17, Jesus says, eternal life is knowing me. Eternal life is something we have in Jesus Christ. It is about a relationship. It isn't about facts. It's not like a bunch of facts that we can can know for Bible trivia. These These aren't just facts we know about Jesus. He died, He rose, it's great. It is about relationship. And when someone's dead, there's no hope of relationship. When someone's gone, all you have are pictures and memories. But when someone's alive, we have the hope of relationship. Because this relationship isn't static anymore. It's dynamic. It changes. It grows. There's an exchange going between us. 
There's a sharing of life that happens in a relationship. And with Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, seated on high, and us being hidden in Him, united with Him, there is hope of relationship. That we can know Him today. That He's not just some facts that we just kind of celebrate about. That we can know Him. Revelations 3 reads this, Behold, this is Jesus speaking, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. This is relationship. I love this because Jesus isn't just some distant God, although he, he was raised from the dead, he's just distant. No, he is near to us. He invites us into relationship. He invites us to know him, to welcome him in to commune with Him, to fellowship with Him. And He can offer this hope to us because there's an empty tomb. Jesus can offer us this hope of relationship because the tomb is empty. He isn't there anymore. Jesus is who He says He is and that we can have relationship with the living God. In John 11, Jesus tells the people gathered around that he is the resurrection and the life. Then he turns to them and says this, do you believe this? Do you believe this? He's not talking about just a set of facts that we believe, but really believe that Jesus Christ is who he says that he is. That he would invite us into relationship. That we would be able to commune and fellowship with him today. When we come to God, we come to God in faith, believing that Jesus Christ has died for our sins, the past, the present, and the future. And that for those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. That He was buried and He defeated sin and death and rose from the grave again. And that we can have eternal life in Jesus Christ. That is the hope of the gospel. If you're a believer here today, If you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, resurrection is good news because there are areas of our lives that are dead. There's areas of pride. There's areas of greed. There's areas of impurity. There's areas of laziness. There's areas of self-righteousness. There's areas of bitterness. There's areas of anger. Most of us today are probably getting together at some point with some other people to eat. And there may be people at this get-together who are celebrating the resurrection life of Jesus Christ that we don't like. Kind of big fights with, and we're sick of them. We don't want to be in the room with them. We don't want to see their face again. And here we are proclaiming the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. We need Jesus to break into our lives and to change that, to breathe his life into us. That those areas of brokenness in our lives, those areas of sin in our lives, those areas of rebellion in our lives, that they would come to life in Jesus Christ. That we would begin to love the way that He loves. That we would experience His resurrection life in us. That we would experience His resurrection power within us. Because there's relationship. Because He's conquered death and sin in the grave and we are hidden with Him and found in Him and united with Him, we have the hope of life in Jesus Christ. I want to challenge you this morning. 
to invite Jesus into those areas of your life and ask him to break in, to change and to transform us to be more like him. That our relationship would grow deep and purposeful and vibrant. That is our hope for us as believers. These areas of deadness in our lives would come to life in Jesus Christ. But if you're new here and you've never heard this message before, or you have heard this message before, and you've decided either to reject it or just forget about it, this is your opportunity this morning to know Jesus Christ. This is your opportunity this morning to respond to the message of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has made himself available to us in his death and his resurrection. Jesus Christ has made himself available to us that we don't sing to a dead God, to a grave where where he lays. We sing to the risen Christ who says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest and I will give you relationship and I will cleanse you of your sins and you could be made whole and right in Jesus. He is the one who can bring us from death into life. Not just parts of our lives, but our whole life. Not just certain areas in our family, but all of us. That is our hope. That is the good news of the resurrection. That Jesus Christ, us being united to him, brings us from death into life.